Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, my good friend and co-host, Ms. Brooke Deneau. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Vincent, and hello to you, our lovely listeners. All right. Yes. I got it. Did I get you, it? That you was got what I was nailed it say. on the first try. Well done. Well done. You know, now the professional move will be that we don't actually acknowledge that you nailed it. You just nail it and we go on with it like it's no big deal. Just like how a conversation happens, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, this is an auspicious occasion. Um, today, we, as we record this, is May 16th of 2022. And May 15th of 2019 was the very first episode of Because We Make. So this podcast, as of today, is officially three years old. Woo! Three years old. Does we, it feel like it's been longer or shorter than three years? I'm just going to tell you this. It just feels like it's always been here. Huh. Um, I was talking to some friends that I was doing podcasts with back in, you know, 2006-ish. And this is the longest running podcast I've ever been on at this point. Um, That's cool. They've come and gone over the years, and this one kind of stuck. And it's crazy to think that I had the idea on a Monday, recorded it on a Tuesday, and dropped it on Wednesday. Like it was literally just like, uh, it just like this is just the most spur of the moment rando thing. And here it is, three years later, still doing it. So that's that's how the best stuff always happens. I swear, in my life, all of the best things have been random. Yeah, things like yeah. that that just fall together. Started it with started it by myself, did 11 episodes by myself um, with just guests and got some of the most ridiculous names in our space as guests in the first 11 episodes, which is impossible to believe that that's even real. And then <laughs> Ethan comes on on episode 11 and Ethan was here until episode 135. Yeah, I mean, it's a long time. It was a long time. Like there's a lot of one thing I like about this show is there's been a lot of stability. Like, it's just been like, we're not jumping around with co-hosts and formats and, you know. Maybe well, you've, this... you've had a, an episode a week pretty much the whole way through, too. Yeah, we've, we've only missed, like, a month when I was doing chemo. Which is we... ex acceptable. Yeah, I think I don't think anyone's going <laughs> to... You, we... You're okay there. <laughs> yeah, one month for that. We miss... We usually take the after christmas until like the first or second week of january off just to take a breather for a couple of weeks and i think we like randomly missed one episode or two episodes so yeah we have pretty much been and some weeks we were doing bonus content like if one of us showed up on another show we would put that in our feed too so people got more like it's episode 147 today but it's actually episode like 155 or 156. I just don't know. I didn't number the bonus content. So <laughs> very cool. Very, yeah. very cool. I, it, it's, it's such a cool feeling. And I just, you think about the guests that we've had and, you know, I'm, I can't, I, I have to say it. It got here partially because of Ethan being on and him being around and, you know, it's going to continue to go where it goes because of you, my dear. And it's just been yeah, wonderful working with you. I'm super happy to be here. I was going to say I've only I'm not nearly as experienced a podcast as you a podcaster as you are. But I will say even just after however many episodes it's been, it's just like having a fun chat with friends every Monday. It's great. Yep. And what what's crazy is like no matter who the guest is, 
I feel like the the dynamic on the show doesn't really change. And I think that's the one thing that we have gotten right on this show that I'm not going to say other shows don't do it, but I'm saying we consistently get that right. And I'm really proud of the way we can have a conversation with anyone about anything. I mean, we well, went, we, in- we, we were friends first. Well, us. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> is, that, is that what we're talking about? Cause I was going to say, I was like, it's I a combination, like- right? So yeah. <laughs> for those of you that, for those of you that aren't completely caught up, Brooke and I, would have two hour conversations on the phone, like middle of the day, <laughs> two hour conversations. I'd just be like in the shop and we'd just be chatting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, so if we're chatting that much anyway, you know, it would be no big deal to have you as a podcast co-host. And that, of course, is why you immediately turned me down when I, I asked you. I did. You did. I did. <laughs> did we ever tell that story? No. I don't we never... know. I don't well, know. I... well, here we go. We're going to tell it right now. Actually, no, I want to hear your version of the story, Vincent. This will be better than well, my version. I'm just going to say, and then Brooke knows this, so this is not me dropping some major crazy truth bomb on her. Um, I had three people in mind um, when I started figuring out that, hey, we need to get a new co-host. We need to go in another direction. And I'm, I started thinking through my mental Rolodex. And I spoke to the first person and the first person was like, um, I have a business deal with my business partner. And if I did that, he would kill me. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay, cool. Um, so I was like, okay, well, then it's got to be Brooke. So I get all excited. I'm like, all right, well, I know who it's going to be. It's going to be great. You were you were nervous <laughs> to ask me. I do remember you being very nervous. I was nervous to ask you because it's a, <laughs> it's a big ask because it's a big commitment. I'm not saying like, hey, you want to do this once. I'm saying, hey, do you want to yeah. do this from now on? Yeah. And I message Brooke and I'm like, hey, so um, I kind of need a new co-host for Because We Make. And I'm just wondering if you'd be interested in doing it with me since, you know, we chat so much anyway. And it's, you know, it's kind of well, be kind of nice to have a friend as a co-host. And what does my friend tell me? I said no. She said no. She literally <laughs> like just like the good friend you would expect the good friend to do. But you had a good you had a good reason. Look, I'm very upfront. Mm-hmm. I, try, I try not to like beat around the bush with things. And I was like, no. And I don't remember what I said my reasoning was. I was, no, I, I, I think I remember what it was. I think I told you I didn't want to say yes to something that I couldn't give my 100%. That is what you said. And yeah. And then I told Michael that you had <laughs> offered it to me. And he was like, and you said yes, obviously, right? And I was like, no, I said no. And then Michael was like, well, why did you say no, Brooke? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, call him back. <laughs> And the best part, the best part is that the best part is like, I remember the next day. So the next day, so Brooke tells me, she goes, so we can't, let's go. Cause it's a little bit late right now. I think it was like 10 o'clock. She goes, can we talk about this some more tomorrow? I was like, sure. She goes, can we talk? I'm going to call you at 11 AM. I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh God, my co-host is like a clock puncher. Okay, cool. No, I'm not. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> But it's really just funny. Like she scheduled a time. So I actually put it in the calendar and sent her an invite because I just thought that was hysterical to do. Look, well, you you keep going. We spent, I don't know, we were on the phone for at least 90 minutes. At least. Yeah, because I I wanted to just hash it out. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. If I schedule you in my planner, like I actually, I pretend like I'm this. Paper planner. I pretend, yes. I pretend like I'm this like free spirited person. Like, no, no, no. It's all lies. Like I schedule my day and I have a plan and you stick to the plan and you get your things done. And that was the thing that I was getting done. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm going to chat with Vincent and I'm going to decide what I'm doing. So then she goes, "Um, can we, she goes, I don't want to say a hard yes yet. 
um, would you be okay with talking to Michael for a little while? Because Michael has some questions too. And I'm like, okay. we sound insane. I sound insane. Oh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> by the way, I'm like, can we do the podcast? You're like, can we just coordinate a full on merger here? So I talked to Michael and we had a really good conversation. So basically, anyway. I don't. We don't, nobody knows this either, but I figure we've got it figured out by now. But last week was Brooks, the end of Brooks trial, because we had to do a 12 week trial. We weren't supposed to commit to her being on the show. It had to be a 12 week trial. So yeah. (laughs) No, no, I, whatever. It's fine. Just, just go. Just roast No, it's great. It's it's wonderful. (laughs) Make me sound insane. No, that's the beauty (laughs) of it. It means you took it seriously. And I really, really appreciate that. So anyway. Actually, no, no. Honestly, here's what it is. It's like, because you're a friend, Vincent, I didn't Mm want to, I didn't want to say yes, try it for a little bit, realize it didn't work with my life and then Mm -hmm. need to like leave you hanging. hundred percent. That was what it was. I appreciate that. Because I know, I know how much this podcast means to you. I know how much of a role it played and and you had a really difficult time in your life and this Mm -hmm. podcast was such a such a crucial like part of your getting through that emotionally so 100%. the last thing i wanted to do was be like yeah i'll do it and then like make you feel upset anyway, anyway. All, all this just all <laughs> this, this is, to say this has been such a long lead-in happy birthday it, because we make yeah it's just it's crazy like we should have planned this a little better and had like a celebration planned or whatever but instead what we did was I, I dug deep into the potential guest list. And I said, I want people who have been a fan of this show since the beginning, whose names always came up in comments, who were sharing the show before sharing the show was part of the outro. Like, I want people who love the show and who have been loyal fans since the beginning. And I was like, I know who to ask. So I go, hey, Brooke, how about blah, blah, blah. And Brooke goes, of course, it's a no-brainer. So... The no-brainer guest this week is the two-thirds of the the DIY trio. It's Laura and Lewis from I Me Made. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Vincent. Thanks so much. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us. It is so good to actually talk to you. I feel like I chat with you guys on Instagram all the time. And it's like, by the way, who? just curious. Which one of you runs the Instagram? I always ask that when it's a couple team because it's always one person. Oh, um, I would say it's split. Um, I think oh, really? I do it most of the time, but uh, recently Laura has been taking the reins on it. So. Cool. Okay. The way that you can really differentiate us is by the number of emojis used in a comment or DM. So, so if okay. it's more than one emoji, it's it's likely me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If it's one or below, it's uh, it's most likely Lewis. I I don't know if it's like cool or not, but I feel like a complete like fraud when I because I love emojis. Like my chats are just like emojis all over the place, and I'm like, you're 46, dude. Why are you using so many emojis? What's wrong with you? It's because you have such an exuberant personality, Vincent. Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm known for. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Absolutely. I'm effervescent. Plus, <laughs> emojis kind of get your emotions out there too. You know, if you want to make a face, like you can't do it over text. It's or, gotta be emoji. True. Or if you're like wildly sarcastic, like I am really sarcastic, so I have to make it abundantly clear that I'm like being sarcastic <laughs> sometimes. Otherwise, I just sound like I'm a jerk. <laughs> no. It's sarcasm. If you if you're fluent in sarcasm, online is not a good place. No, for you. I know. no, it's, no. It's really yeah. yeah. I, I think that's why it's better <laughs> that Laura um, kind of reins me back a lot because <laughs> she's like, I don't think people are going to get that. Or 
Oh, I don't think <laughs> you should say that right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, Actually, it's, really you know what? Do you know what? That's really funny that you say that because like Michael is my Laura. Like he'll be like, Brooke, it's not funny. It, you just sound like a jerk. <laughs> You're like you just sound crazy right now. So anyway. Do you do you guys do you guys ever find yourself go going through the messages and going you said that to them what's wrong with you what are you talking why did you do that You're like oh all the time I mean, <laughs> every, pretty much every single message I'm like oh, I just read it over and over again I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> why did I say that <laughs> yeah. yeah it doesn't help that both of us are a little bit socially awkward and socially anxious so we mm. will reread our messages and be like did we say that correctly why did we say that that way <laughs> why did we say that yeah or you or you 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 write something you you compose this brilliant message and it's like, this is the best writing I've ever done. This is my magnum opus. This is a million monkeys on typewriters. And you send it and then go, oh, Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like rock back in your chair and go, oh, no, I can't yeah. believe I actually said that. I thought I was just thinking that for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys, because I think it's really ironic, Vincent, that you introduced them as such longtime supporters of the show, because I actually think of you guys as some of Michael and my like first friends in the maker community ever. Um, oh. And well, I don't even know, like, well, let, what's the first part of this question? Like, what brought you to the like, online maker community in the first place that'll be the first half of my question okay yeah sure <laughs> we were we were talking about how we should tag team the questions and we were like what if we both start answering at the same time <laughs> it'll be so awkward be, it's okay that's what happens <laughs> with couples it's all good it's all good <laughs> Um, so I guess a little bit of it was we were so inspired by people that were online sharing their making journey in the first place, you know, because anytime we had a project idea, anytime we wanted to learn how to do something, I mean, the first place we would go is YouTube and Instagram and check out other makers who are, you know, who have done that project before or specialize in it and, and learn from them. Um, so I guess we were so often inspired by others that when we started making, we thought, oh, this would be really cool for us to now, you know, um, capture the progress that we're making in our projects and also share back uh, so we can yeah. develop some sort of community and get to know other makers. Um, and then I think the second part to that for me personally is that uh, I was seeing so many great makers, but I wasn't seeing a lot of makers who looked like me. And yeah. I also didn't grow up making and and learning to make and being um, being really supported in that space. So this was a fairly new thing for me in the past ten years or so of my adult life, um, kind of diving into that myself. So I thought, if that's something that's really important to me, maybe it's important to somebody else. So if I'm if I'm making my way through this space and learning to make, uh, maybe I can share that and share who I am too, and and hopefully. Uh, yeah, meet others who look like me who are making too. Yeah, and so, to add to that, I'm sorry to cut you off, Vincent. Nope, um, nope. But, You're the uh, guest. You go. <laughs> so yeah, to add on to that, actually, um, Laura is kind of the visionary between um, or among the three of us, and um, she was like, "Oh, uh, she introduced me to a lot of like YouTube channels that she watches, and um, one of the things I, to be honest, I forget what we were trying to make. I think it was like a bed or something like that." Um, but we ran into uh, Modern Builds channel 
And um, it's gonna, this is going to sound terrible, but I was watching him, and this was, mind you, like four or five years ago, and I was like, this dude's doing it, you know? <laughs> 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 he's just like, you know, recording himself making stuff. Like, we could totally do that. And it yeah. was around the same time um, that, yeah, Laura and I were just, uh, we had just moved into our house, and we were making our, like, our first bed. And then um, around the same time, the ad for spring make came up um and then that was you know a discussion that laura and i had it was like hey like you know it's in ohio like you want to just check it out like what's like how bad could it really be and then um yeah and how yeah. seriously do we want to take this do we want to commit and and go meet other makers and and think about doing this yeah yeah it's insane to hear you guys talk about that because that was like michael and my exact conversation and spring make for the listeners is where we actually met laura and lewis and michael and i had like an identical conversation where i always loved youtube i always loved internet content Michael was like, that's weird, but okay, like whatever. And then he found the maker niche on YouTube and then he was like obsessed with YouTube. And so Michael was like, do you want to go to like some internet convention? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, I guess so. It was, it was spring make. Yeah. And we went to Cleveland, Ohio and it was really cool. Yeah. I've heard a lot about, the, I've heard a lot about this event. I wonder if they're going to be uh, doing it this year or. No, it was no. a one time, it was a one time event. Oh, really? Which yeah. is so unfortunate because we really enjoyed it. We yeah. liked that it was smaller in size. There were actual workshops going on. You got to really learn and make alongside other makers. Yeah. It sounds like maker camp. I would actually say that it remains the best maker event that we've ever attended. I don't know what you guys would 100%. say. 100%. Yeah. yeah. We, we agree with you 100%. Um, there was like a magic to that weekend that... Other maker events are phenomenal too, but that weekend was like, yeah, we left that cool. weekend and we were like, let's do this. Like, let's yeah. take it seriously. Yes. yes. We yeah. had, we had the same takeaway. Sure. <laughs> There's something about Ohio. Ohio is like the, the nexus of making. Like I've noticed <laughs> all the talented people are there. All the cool events are there. Like Ohio is the place to be. That's where it's at. Oh. I mean, it's Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever been to Ohio, Vincent? I was just there for my birthday. <laughs> oh, okay. So I guess you're allowed to have an opinion on it. I yes. do. I do love Ohio, but it, it's a wonderful place, and it gets <laughs> really, really cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, you guys. So you you were you just so I understand you were already making, and then you started to film. Or did you go, well, we have to make this stuff. Well, let's film everything that we're about to make. Like, which happened first? We were already making, uh, but I, I guess we weren't making um, as extensively as we we started doing once we began to film. But we were definitely really crafty and, and DI, we're, we were DIYers in our personal lives. And um and that was part of that was part of the reason I wanted to start uh, recording some of our projects and, and push it out there is because Lewis actually is my biggest inspiration. He's been making since I met him. He's always really crafty. He's always doing things with his hands. And um, we shared this recently, but uh, he's been modifying cars for 15 plus years. So Whoa. that was a whole, you know, maker side of him that I thought was fascinating. And to me, it was mind blowing because I don't know any of that stuff. So I'm, I, I'd always be like, why don't we record this? Like, you should talk <laughs> about this. This is amazing. You know, um, so definitely a little bit of making, but 
when we decided uh, we wanted to start sharing our projects, we said, let's buckle down and let's <laughs> let's get our skills in order because I don't think that we're at the the level of where we should where we can comfortably share our, our projects and say, you know, it came out great. But um, <laughs> then we realized a lot somewhere along the way that we're not really experts and we shouldn't try to come off as such. So we're finding that balance now. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, and, I think and- that's the natural tendency. Like if you're filming because people perceive you as an expert just for being on, you know, mm-hmm. on being filmed. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think once you get over it and you're like, oh, you know what? I don't have to be an expert. I'm showing you what I did, you know, warts and all if there are warts yeah. indeed. And, well, you know, we're just going to do this. And that's absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's like the best part about um, recording your process, too, because I think I was uh, I personally was a lot more self-conscious about, oh, we can't show any mistakes. It's got to be perfect. Mind you, like we had no idea how to like um, film anything or have our audio like in any decent condition. (laughs) Um, And and I think what we found over time, it's like um, I think most people can relate to regular people making stuff. Mm-hmm. With, like meaning like you run into these issues and how did we go around it what was our thought process like and um yeah, yeah and it's I, I think i appreciate that kind of content more so than like a professional this is step one step two step three you're done yeah, yeah. i i like that how you brushed upon it too that that filming the actual filming of the content is its own skill set so when you see videos of people that are a really helpful tutorial and you think, oh, they just whipped their phone out and just like filmed that. They they probably didn't. Like that's probably, there's probably camera equipment and things like that and all these layers to it that even further goes beyond, you know, making yeah. a little mistake in the project. You can Absolutely. botch the filming of a project and stuff. You, you don't realize, and I, 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 I offer this, I know that there's this myth and I'm going to say it's a myth and it's going to piss people off and I don't really care. There's this myth that you just grab your phone, point it at yourself, no. and record yourself, and you have YouTube. Let me tell you something. Oh, no. That will that might get you on YouTube. <laughs> you will have five subscribers. It won't and, be very good. <laughs> and no one's going to care, yeah. right? And the, the truth of the matter is that as soon as you realize, like, what you're doing and where your shortcomings are, that's when you start going, all right, I need to do this better. I need to do that better. And that that becomes more of a rabbit hole than the projects itself. Yeah, it's hard. Absolutely. It's, um, it's, it's borderline impossible. <laughs> I want to um, I want to backpedal just a second, though, because, uh, Laura, you mentioned that, Lewis, you've been working on cars for over 15 years. What got you into that? Like, what made that draw? Like, what drew you to that in the first place? Because I think that metal oftentimes seems a lot less approachable than wood for most people. Yeah, I will say that working with wood is infinitely harder than metal, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion because I don't understand. Man, so every <laughs> every freaking metal worker that comes on this show says the same thing. Everyone that's good with metal says that wood is harder. Everyone that works with wood says they don't even know what to do with metal. It's yeah. the funniest thing. <laughs> but oh, like, yes, yeah, so like, what was like the first car you touched? Um, so the story goes is um, I was looking for a part-time job when I was in high school, and it was between being a busboy at a local restaurant, or um, they call it a greeter at a Jiffy Lube, like an oil changing place. So basically the person who you know greets you when you get out of your car and tries to upsell you things. So, <laughs> um, Enter Lewis. <laughs> so I'm Title a, upseller. I'm a, so mind you, I'm a terrible upseller, so. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I didn't get the job as a busboy, but I did get the job as a greeter. And um, yeah, basically that was like where I learned just basic like preventive, preventative maintenance things. And the guys that I worked with, um, they were relatively my age, a little bit older, but they were really into modifying cars too. So, um, you know, I just spent a lot of time with them and just hung out with them and then just kind of caught the bug. So um, about a year and a half after I started working there, I bought like, um, I bought my first like kind of sports car-esque if you would for like a 16 year old um, mm -hmm. and then started modifying that um, and just kind of learning as I go um, and pretty much like, you know, I think I was making like, I don't know, four bucks an hour or something stupid. And then, so I would just kind of gather everything and just like buy one thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my car's so cool. Every, everyone's going to think I'm the coolest guy in the world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that never happened. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, and then I just kind of like learned how to, you know, maintain the car and like just work on it. And then it just kind of became a passion and snowballed ever since. So the first, the first, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Laura, go ahead. Oh no no no! Go ahead, Vincent. Oh, I, the first thing I know the first thing I noticed I didn't know your your history with cars, but when you guys started working on the van, it came it came across very quickly that you weren't just a couple of noobs screwing around with a van. Like there was some actual knowledge in what you guys were doing, and I was really enjoying your the van series just because it you didn't look like you were figuring it out. You look like you went in with a plan. Even if things didn't work 100%, you figured it out quickly, but you knew what you were doing. Like there was a certain amount of accomplished hands going into it. And I had no idea the car background, but I noticed that because, you know, the van is a big project and you do kind of have to know what you're doing the way you guys were doing it. And it was really impressive watching you work on it and watching it come together because it really did look like, oh, there's a plan. We know what we're doing and this is going awesome. So, oh, man. Hey, thank you so much for saying that because it totally didn't feel like it while we were building the van. <laughs> it never does, right? <laughs> oh, man. But I will say that was all of Lewis's, you know, years of car mm -hmm. experience coming to the foreground with the Sprinter because, I mean, we opted to buy a used Sprinter because a, a new one was out of our budget. It just That's didn't a lot of budget. Yeah. yeah um, so we had to weigh the pros and cons and Lewis had always worked on used cars. So we started doing research on used sprinters a year or two before we even purchased that. You know, we started, uh, as soon as we started, we knew we wanted to build a van. We started um, looking at sprinter forums, looking at, uh, you know, what are the common things that go wrong? What are the preventative maintenance things that you should check up on? Uh, you know, what are common engine uh, you know, downfalls that happen in a sprinter or on the road and things like that. So we had kind of pre-prepped a lot of, you know, um, a lot beforehand going into it. So as soon as we got that used sprinter, I mean, even just purchasing it, Lewis went in, looked into the engine, like looked at looked at every square inch of that vehicle before we <laughs> purchased it to make sure that, it, you know, we were good going in. And then once we did, we did a lot of maintenance as well. One of the things I liked about the way you divvied up the work when you were working on the van was you had the YouTube videos were the flashy, really dramatic, like framing it out and building the furniture and all that stuff, solar panels, the window, all that stuff, the YouTube stuff. And then in your stories, it's like, yep, doing brakes today, <laughs> doing, doing motor mounts today. You know, it's like all the grunty, grease monkey type stuff. But you guys yeah. really did document 
the whole process in one form or the other. I thought that was really cool because it's like I wouldn't really not going to, you know, I love you guys to death, but I don't know that I'd want to watch a maintenance and auto maintenance video. Like I, I used to watch Chris Fix, which I yeah. think everyone on YouTube watches Chris Fix. 100%, but yeah. because he does weird stuff, not because he fixes stuff. But I love the way you split the content up. Like you follow you on you follow you on Instagram and in the stories, we get to watch you do the 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 maintenance stuff. And then the really cool, flashy, dramatic stuff gets done on YouTube. Like I like that. That was yeah. smart. Yeah, Instagrams is the behind the scenes, the the reality of as we as we were saying before, making YouTube videos is its own art. (laughs) Yeah, it's its own reality over there. It it sincerely is. Um, uh, when you guys, so so. Who's I, well, whose idea originally was, blah, 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 here I go. So when you guys got the Sprinter van, what was the original thought process? Were you thinking like for justifications? Were you thinking like, we're going to be van lifers? What was your rationale? Oh, we knew going in that it was going to be part-time van life. Um, we, you know, there's so many builds on the internet that's meant for full-timers. So mm-hmm. they, you know, go all out with the battery. They go, <laughs> you go all in. They have a stove. You know, they've got an oven situation, and they make it comfortable so you can live in it full time. Um, but we knew from the beginning that we weren't going to be living in it full time. So we designed it as such. So there were some more inconveniences, I guess you would say. Uh, we have to empty out our water jugs more often and things like that um, than someone who would have designed it more for full time life. But um, in that way, we were able to do a budget build as well because we didn't need, you know, all of those extra conveniences to live full time. Did that take some of the pressure off, like knowing that you're not going for one of these dramatic tiny homes on wheels type builds? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I yeah, mean, coming from tent camping, anything was an upgrade. <laughs> I was, I yeah. was just being within an enclosed space was an upgrade. Yeah. There's, there's four walls. Um, I was gonna ask, how much temp- tent camping did you do before van life, oh. and then what was like the first van life experience like, like the first three or four nights? Talk right. us through it. So, uh, one of the best tent camping experiences, I would say that um, we were tent camping for several years, like ever since we've been together, that's all we would do is tent camping. Um, and yeah, one of the experiences we were, I think we we're in Lucerne Valley. So basically it's just like in the middle of the desert somewhere in between two mountains. So in the middle of the night, it gets super windy, like 30 mile an hour winds. So. I remember we were just laying in the tent about to like collapse on us. And I just had my arm up in the air, just holding up the tent. I'm like, what are we doing? We slept with our arms up for most of the night in order to keep the tent from collapsing on us. So after sleeping all night like that, we woke up the next day and said, we need to think of something else. We can't tend to like There must be a better way. Um, (laughs) Did you have fun? No, no. Did you have fun? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say when we, uh, our first like experience with the sprinter, I think it was like we departed to do a cross country trip. Like we didn't do a test camping somewhere. We just, I think our first thought was in Arizona and it was fantastic. It was like, we're like, man, we could just sleep here, eat here. We could do everything inside. We don't have to like get out of here and like (laughs) pitch a tent and take it down. So. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
don't necessarily recommend what we did. Um, we actually recommend that other people at least rent a van first and see if they like <laughs> van life. But I mean, we were working on such a budget. We were like, we don't even want to spend the money on renting a van to see if we like it. I think we're pretty sure we want to go for it. So we built it out and our van was, after we built it out, was the first one we ever stayed in. And then, um, yeah, like Lewis said, we had built it out maybe about 90% and we were on a timeline. We wanted to get to our family by Thanksgiving. So it was only partially built, but we had just said, heck it, and hit the road. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of continued to make build it out as we were on the road, actually. <laughs> It's been fun watching your stories um, when you do, t when especially when you took it out for its first run and like the sun sets out the back doors and it's like, damn, like that, 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 that is very tempting. Like I should get a, I should just to hell with all this, just get a van, get a laptop and that's my whole life and just go. Just yeah, go. It's I so tempting. There is a, a beauty to it. Just waking up in the middle of nature and nobody else around you and. Um, yeah, just opening up your back doors and seeing something beautiful. So it's just, it's relatively freeing, I would say. I'm bored here. Let's go to another place and live <laughs> yeah. there now. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have to have a van. So, I mean, we've just taken our minivan and hit the road too um, before the van was built and we were getting antsy and we wanted to still, you know, squeeze in some outdoor time. We would just put an air mattress in the back of our minivan and <laughs> and hit the road. So. Anywhere, oh. any way you can get outside. Yeah, we have a big, we have a big Chevy Suburban, and I've joked with Michael before. I'm like, why do we pay for hotel rooms? Like, we can just like chuck chuck a mattress back there, and it'll be fine. So many places, as long as the weather's, as long as you go during a time of year when the weather cooperates. Yeah, yeah. who Definitely. cares? Absolutely. I think Even that. I think that van life gets like a rap online as being this glamorous thing as people who have done it part time. So you can compare it to like normal living. Right. What is what are like the worst elements of it for someone if you are giving them an honest debriefing? Um, I would say it's pretty great. There's nothing, nothing. Else. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> uh, honestly, um, it's hard to think of a downside. If you are comfortable handling your own pee and poop, I mean, <laughs> you're fine. That's yeah. that's the quote unquote worst side. But even that is not so bad if you've got a good setup, you know. So yeah, you just have to be comfortable with your partner or, or your you know your van mate um, that you're gonna watch them do their duty and. You got to be okay with it. And um, <laughs> otherwise, um, you know, like sleeping in like Walmart parking lots or, you know, other places, not as bad as it seems. It's kind of scary at first, but, um, you know, you get really used to it like pretty quickly. Um, it but, does yeah. seem, it does. I don't know. It's something I, I never thought about any negatives to it. You know, it's, it's funny. It always does look, it does look good. It 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 photographs it photographs well. Yeah, like it, it's like this is like a good life. Like I I, I really want to live that. I don't know if I could, but I really want to. I've, yeah. I've heard I've heard people say that things break all the time, but mm. I don't know if you you guys would have a slightly different perspective on that because you are makers first. It's not like you're just some travel person that was like I'm gonna van life it. You guys were makers first that then had a van. Oh, that's so I don't know if that would. Yeah, that's a totally good point, actually, um, because that is a thing that happens. Um, like the drawers, you know, they'll fall off for whatever reason um, or, you know, you know, something breaks. Uh, but I think I've always had like um, really unreliable cars my whole life. So I've yeah. always had a tool bag full of things. 
So um, yeah, it's just been a habit to have a tool bag just always handy in a car and just um, for those instances. But yeah, you're totally correct. It's interesting because I follow um, Kara and Nate. I don't know if you guys know. I followed them for years, like since before they were big and they got a van and I got so excited. And I was like, I was like yelling at the screen every time something would break and they would be like out two days trying to fix something. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, like just fix it like this. So that's, that's what, that's what makes me think of it. Like where I wonder if you're coming from a background of as a maker first, not as like a traveler first, if that's as big of an obstacle. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe that did help because it didn't seem like a big deal when they within when those drawers broke or you know things would things would happen. It would just be I like, will, oh okay. Yeah, our car did break down on um, because a sensor went bad in the middle of Texas, but luckily we were close enough uh, to another maker who rescued us and gave us a, and housed us so we could fix the car. The van <laughs> Shout out to Bow. I was gonna say. I was gonna say who are they? Yeah. So yeah. it's a uh, Bow Loy at uh, Design Craft Workshop. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for we, saving us. <laughs> we will tag them. <laughs> you um, is there anything you now having had this? I mean, you you did it. You've had it for about a year, a little over a year. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you would do that you want? Uh, we should have done this a little differently. And is there any? Are there any modifications to this that you're planning on making? Because it's like this isn't working as well as we thought, or is it pretty much good to go as it is? Oh, I can handle this. <laughs> Deers oh. in headlights. You guys are you. You guys are for the listeners. They are so polite. Just trying not to talk over each other. <laughs> yeah, we need like hand signals. So. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we hand do have raise. a hand raise button on. Uh, on t- <laughs> oh, true, true. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> is there is there anything that as you've used since you've had the van going for about a year? Is there anything that you think like oh we could have probably done this differently or we should have done this differently or this isn't working out like we had hoped we should have done this differently um no i think for this particular van um we planned it out and uh, it we planned out the layout exactly kind of how we wanted it um i think the craftsmanship definitely could have been way better um but i think that's just us learning how to build cabinets inside of a van for the first time and everything um but yeah currently though it's i it won't go under any um, further modifications. Um, we're just gonna keep it as is because we're currently renting it out too. So, oh, um, cool. yeah. So when we're not using it, other people are using it. So um, does that scare you to give it to somebody else? Like, do you ever wonder, like, oh God, what condition are we getting it back in? Oh, not so much for the like how the renters are gonna like handle it, but more so like, is a car gonna break down or anything like that? Like in the middle of nowhere, I'm like constantly oh, yeah. on edge. But... I didn't even think of that. So what's what's what happens? You rent it to somebody, it breaks down. Do you have to like go chase them down and fix it, or? Um, it depends, but um, the service that we go through offers twenty four seven roadside assistance, so okay. um, they can handle it, depending cool. on what it is over there. So, yeah. yeah, luckily we've never needed to use it. Not on wood. Of course not. <laughs> next <laughs> week we'll see. Next week we'll saying. see in the story. <laughs> know, right? We say as it's all jinxed now. It's all. <laughs> Um, yeah. one of, one of my favorite projects of yours, now, what's funny is it's not your biggest project, but I think I talked to whoever was handling the Instagram on that particular day about how much I love the project was the bench grinder to belt sander. Oh. Um, that is literally one of the coolest damn things I have ever seen. Like nobody has ever done it that well. I just loved it. And it was like 
I actually went fun fun story. Went to my father's old tools and got his bench grinder. And then I watched your video and I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> oh hell no. And that's when I realized I really need to learn how to work with metal a little bit, but that is one hell of an idea for a project. That we uh, wh- why why go through the process? How is it working for you? Is it still working for you? I know grinders tend to be a little expensive. Is that really the reason or is it just because you could? Um yeah, there's a little bit of both. Um, I wanted to get like, you know, the big boy, you know, two by 72 grinder and everything, but they're like <laughs> a couple thousand dollars. And we're yeah. like, um, you know, I went to Laura and I was like, hey, are we ready to spend a couple thousand dollars? And she was like, she just laughed at me. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah. Not dog. <laughs> so, um, Relationships, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we, it, it's still working. We use it pretty much all the time uh, still. And yeah, I, I think it was just something that I saw other people do um, as like an alternative to having like a legitimate grinder. And um, it was one of, I think our motto is always like, I think we can figure it out. So that, um, that does seem to be like, that does seem to be when you guys tackle a project. Cause one of the things that's nice about your channel is the randomness of the projects. Like it, you guys don't get into ruts. You guys, I know that that's a, that's a, that's heresy that I'm speaking right now. Everyone tells you, you know, niche down, niche down, niche down. And the more successful, the more people I see that are getting more successful and the people that are having, you know, the more interactive communities are the people like, Oh, look what we're doing this week. This week we're making a bench grinder into a belt sander. And then maybe, you know, a couple of weeks now you made the kiln a couple of weeks after it's like, you never know. And then you taught us how to do carbon fiber, which nobody <laughs> nobody ever gets to work with carbon fiber. But now we know how to do it because you did it with the one wheels. It's like, what a cool channel to watch. Like, it's just a, a smorgasbord of cool stuff to watch. Oh, man, oh thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, you go, Laura. <laughs> we do a lot of random things. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of kind of like uh, Lewis said in response to the the, the belt sander Um a lot of our inspiration is budget-based. It's oftentimes we want something or we need something, but when we look at the sticker price of the thing off the shelf, it's like, uh, I don't know if that makes sense. So um, in that sense, I'm really excited about the different projects that we have because I think they're always an alternative, a budget alternative to something else that you could just purchase. So um, that that really is a driving force behind a lot of creativity. I, I also think there are a lot of DIYs that a lot of people probably wouldn't think of as a DIY. Yes. They would just instantly write off as like, yes. ain't DIYing that, but you guys show that no, you, you can do it. Just, just be smart. Think about it. Take it one step at a time. Your videos are always so calm too, oh, which I think is Zen videos, which I think is actually really important to show people when you're doing things is just calmly take it on and you know, you can DIY it. Oh man, if only you saw what happens on the other side of the screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you I was gonna ask that, so one wheel apart out of the mold. Oh man, we were <laughs> you would have yeah. had to hear bleeps every other second. No, isn't, isn't isn't that so funny when you're editing YouTube content YouTube content in particular? Because I feel like on other social media platforms it's less polished, so it's harder to hide your true self. I guess maybe on like some of these other platforms, eh, I maybe 
disagree with myself a little bit on that one. But like, it's so hard to decide, like, what do I want to seem like I am like yeah. <laughs> on YouTube? You're like, I'm obviously so zen. Which one of you is more likely to throw something? Be honest. I mean, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was that was a resounding answer of Lewis for the listeners. Yes. He just leaned back. He didn't want to say it. He just raised his hands like, "I am the king." <laughs> who, is, who is who is more likely to know when to step away from a project? Ooh, like without it being a thing, just being like, "I'm done for the day." Oh, that that'll be me, Laura. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. When I get to a certain point, I'm like, "No, my brain's." My brain's done. <laughs> I gotta step away. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then, who's more likely to all nighter it? Just like get so in the zone. Oh, that's definitely me, Lewis. Okay. <laughs> interesting, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. We're, our working personalities are very different, so that's something that we've had to communicate and work on. Lewis, when he gets focused, he'll get so focused. He doesn't care about food. He doesn't care about what time. <laughs> he doesn't care about bed. He will get that project yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. Whereas. I need my food breaks. <laughs> Snack time. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. I'm pretty sure that's the only reason that I'm alive because Laura's like, hey, like we have to eat. Like, we have to eat to survive. <laughs> I think that's I think that's so funny too. Um when you are working with like a significant other on a creative thing too, that's hard. Just so people know as listeners, it is not easy because so like I'm talking about myself for a second here but like I know like for Michael and I it, it was so easy to be like oh we have so much fun making things together like we'll just put the camera on and we'll have more fun making things together and people can join us and like it is that is not how it goes <laughs> last words oh man you know I will say it's done wonders for our relationship because um now there's video proof of what each other had said yes oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you said that because yes <laughs> like like you you didn't believe in me and i told you what we should have done and it was yeah. right there <laughs> yeah. Remember when you, yeah oh man you you have to eat a couple like pieces of humble pie sometimes because i'm like i didn't say that and you watch it and you're like oh okay. yeah <laughs> my bad who, um, ooh, i have a question who edits the footage oh i i edit the footage okay yeah Okay, because like I am the resident editor of our video content, and albeit we haven't put out a YouTube video in a, in a while, but like we have an unspoken rule where I'm like, whatever I see in the edit, we just it's separate. I'm like, I'm just not even bringing anything up. Like, <laughs> if there's something where I'm looking back, being like, told you so. See, I showed you here. I'm just like, nope, we just delete it. We just delete it and move on. Oh man, you're you're a better <laughs> person than I am. <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm so petty. I'm so sorry, Laura. But this is like. <laughs> I'll talk about it for like three weeks. I'm like, hey, remember that time? <laughs> but it goes both ways. Yeah, it goes both ways. <laughs> we both have the footage. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I told you that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> I think that's the best. I think that's the best part of like working with someone because we always, when we talk to couples on the show, we generally talk to couples, and we only talk. We don't just talk to couples because they're couples. We talk to couples, you know, mainly because they have good chemistry on, you know, on whatever platform they're on. And one of the things that's always obvious is when the couple has a good chemistry together. Like you guys work really, really well together, even though you guys work together a little differently. Like you don't really see the two of you working together on camera, like smiling at each other, making goo goo eyes and doing stuff. But you see, it's more like, um, like a production factory and like teamwork. 
and you guys have a really nice collaborative style of working together. It works really well in your videos, you know, and I, I also like that you complement that by having the VO done by both of you instead of it just always being one or the other. I think that was, that's a really good idea because again, that's another thing, you know, they, people fall into ruts where it's like, I'm just going to do all the VO and is that all just organic? Was it intentional or is it like, yeah, this feels nice. Let's do it this way. Um, yeah, I would say it was pretty organic. I don't think that we ever really planned to do that. It just I was like, oh, I think you did this part. You want to just talk about it? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think trying to give each other credit where, you know, the other person had had, you know, um, kind of stepped up for that part of the project. And um, I think, yeah, we naturally like to take turns and it it also happens because there's only two of us so whoever's making the other person has to be behind the camera or attending to Layla so it just so happens that you typically only see one of us on camera mm -hmm. at a time but we got a remote now and we, we're trying to figure out some new formats so perhaps <laughs> <laughs> perhaps you'll see both of us in front of the screen more often getting high tech yeah. <laughs> of the of the projects you've posted and not counting the van is one so don't cheat um what is your favorite project of yeah, the ones that you've posted? That. Because you've had so, you've had such a wide variety. I'm waiting to hear it was the the face mask or something like something random like that. Like not even one of the bigger projects, but I'm curious to see what your favorite project of the ones that you've uploaded are. Do you want to take this, Laura? Uh Man, that's a tough one because my answer would have been the sprinter. That would have been my go-to. But... <laughs> I figured. I figured. <laughs> yeah, because um, we, we, we often talk about how that's the the project that we're proudest of because it was such right. a large undertaking. Yeah. It's um, also a lot of projects. That's why I was wondering, I, like, is there any particular yeah. part of the sprinter where you went, that was a really cool idea. I can't believe we did that. Um, I would oh. Say the... oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'll take full credit for the bed in the van. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. I, I yeah. love to take full credit for that because <laughs> I had I had a very specific criteria. I did not want multiple cushion situations that you had to piece together because I don't I didn't want to fall through the cracks. You know, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. it's important. I wanted it to be really simple. I wanted to specifically use a shiki buton, which is a Japanese futon um, that's about two, three inches thick. And uh, we use that as our uh, primary mattress. So I know I knew we liked it and it, it, it fit our sleeping habits. So I specifically wanted that mattress. And um, so I wanted to figure out a design that would would cooperate with that and make sense for that because the the slats that you typically see for those type of slide out beds wouldn't have worked for the futon that we had. Um, so I thought about it for a, a long time and I told Lewis very specifically, this is the exact bed that I want and I, this has to be it. <laughs> and he gave me a lot of pushback. He was like, why can't we do something more simple? Why can't we do the slat situation? And I had my criteria, I had my reasoning and um, I, I stuck with it and I'm so glad we ended up making that bed because it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the van. And does it remain one of your best videos on YouTube too? Yep. Second like best. Bed? Yes, second, I best. second to our plywood couch, which yeah. is which another is, of ours. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think that's our favorite um, outside of the Sprinter. The, the sofa bed is our favorite because it's literally used every single day. Every day, all day. Yeah. <laughs> still, two years later, it's still ticking, huh? Oh, absolutely. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
Nice. That already outlasted most IKEA furniture. So good job. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so straightforward to make. I think, you know, if a couple nobodies like us can build that couch, anyone can build that couch. So we highly recommend it. It's just so comfortable. You're not a you. You're not a nobody. You're famous YouTubers that are experts <laughs> on everything they do. You're, you're, you're shattering the illusion, Laura. <laughs> so what's what's next for you guys? Because I've noticed, and I know that you know it's because you guys put a lot of content elsewhere and all that. I get it, but I've noticed that you, the video uploads have slowed down a little bit. But are you, is it because? you're just not feeling making videos or is there some big project that you're working on in the background? Like what's happening, what's happening with the channel? Oh, um, I, I guess, uh, with that, um, I guess it's a little bit more personal in the sense that, um, in November, my mom was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, I'm so sorry, um, to hear that. sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, she's doing really well now. Um, uh, but we've been going back and forth and we haven't really had the chance to uh, make extra things or well, don't you know, I feel of... like a jerk now. Oh no, not at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, please don't. Um, but yeah, she's doing fantastic. And, um, right. that's the reason why we're, um, currently in different States. Um, you okay. know, just, uh, here taking care of her, making sure she gets on her feet and, um, and Laura's taking care of all of, um, you know, the important stuff back home. So we had to divide and conquer in that front. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we have a we have a couple of projects kind of in the pipeline. So hopefully, um, you know, we'll kind of get back into the regular swing of things. So the the real question is: Are any of them Layla projects? Oh, that's a great question because it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next video that's dropping. Uh, we built a bed for Layla for her awesome. to the shop. So uh, we're finishing up the editing on that. We should have that by the end of this week, hopefully. Ooh. Um, but other than that, we are getting also ready to do our second van build. So Ooh. we're collecting all the parts for that and prepping the van, cleaning it down and getting it, getting it ready to. That's so yeah. exciting. Same style as same style as the first one. Like you're going to go minimalist with it and just make it basically a tent on wheels as opposed to like a full on like mobile yeah. home or. I think we're going to go a little bit uh, more high end, quote unquote, on this one. Um, okay. <laughs> now that we've done it uh, the first time around, uh, we kind of want to see how well we could do the second, the second one. Um, cool. Yeah, that's a good way to challenge yourself. I mean, you did you did the thing, so it's not you're not if you even if it comes out not great, you can strip it down and redo the first one and be like, up, oh, I got two of them now. Yeah, yeah. you can just just bounce. If one of them goes too horribly. You just yeah swap yeah great absolutely yeah so yeah, and i think so like, the only other thing um was yeah laura's been posting like a couple of things that um of our personal vehicles so um trying to get eyes on those now and just uh kind of dust dust the cobwebs off and see if we can um finally finish those projects because they were put on the back burner for years so that's, yeah. that's kind of a thing for a lot of makers right like the idea of i i you know every maker has at least one or two back burner projects that they just like, I, I've done everything I want to do. All right, fine. I'll go back to that. Jeez. You know, it's like, you're not even, you don't even necessarily want to. It's just like, I'm tired of looking at it. Fine. I'll go work on it. So maybe eventually it'll disappear or. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel like that's the one benefit of having a really big shop. And the one downfall of having a really small shop is you can't back burner a big project in a small shop. I'm learning that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no back burners. It's a very small stove. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I wish one thing we could do is uh, be a little bit more like organized in terms of like what projects are in process and what we need to get done. Because at least for me, I'm like so hodgepodge all over the place. So we um, just get inspired by so much that we just jump from one I, thing to the next. I, I, I so relate to that because I'll get an idea and then I, I'll usually do like the digital design for something really quickly as I'm thinking of it because I can do it really quickly when I'm feeling inspired by it. So I'll just like whip out my computer and I'm like, oh yeah, I finished that. But then mentally I like check out of it because I'm like, I finished that. I did the design for it. But then I'm oh, like, yeah. no, Brooke, you have to like make it. You have to, <laughs> you have to, you have to yeah. make an item out of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The yeah, design which, is not the job. Yeah, yeah we've got about broke. 20 projects that are like halfway formed in our heads or somewhere yeah. on, you know, halfway yeah. 3D modeled. But yeah. so that's what I was going to ask. Like, how do you how do you plan out your projects? Do you because I, I mean, we have seen Ooh. we have seen everything from like um, people saying that they have notebooks to people who are saying like people who say that they don't do anything to people that have like 55 legal pads strewn around the house and just every page is another idea. So how do you guys plan your stuff? How do you keep it organized? I'm not going to ask how you keep the projects moving because that's, that's not a thing that normal people do. That's we're not production studios. We're makers, but what's your, what's your process for conception to management to completion look like? Oh, it's been up until now, it was definitely very hodgepodge. I, I like to have a, I keep a bullet journal. So I keep all my ideas in there. I'm constantly writing lists, lists on lists on lists. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I go back and really check off everything off the list, but I make the list. <laughs> Yo dog, I heard you like lists. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so we started doing that and then we got a whiteboard to narrow down the projects that we're focusing on. Um, but recently we uh, got organized and started uh, project planning on Airtable. So oh. we're trying to get a little more official, a little more organized, uh, put our project ideas on there, put what we're inspired by and, um, and really track the progress of our projects uh, via, cool. via Airtable. So we're excited <clears throat> about that. So we're putting, we're gathering um, all the tools that we need to get a little more organized and, and um, hopefully in the next coming year, we'll uh, get our stuff together and, and push out a lot more projects than we have this past year. Cool. We slowed down a little bit, but we're excited to get back in the game. There's yeah. something about Airtable because I've noticed that everyone that goes from paper, bullet journals, notepads, stuff like that, they always end up on Airtable first. And then after they outgrow Airtable, the next thing they use is Trello. Like it's like there's like a progression after people, you know, it, it just seems like there's a general progression that people that go from paper seem to like Airtable because it, I guess there's just a feel to it. I've never used it. I, I actually, if I had to pick, I either use Todoist or Milanote. And mm -hmm. I really like both of those. But it's interesting how so many people that are really paper heavy go to Airtable first. It's, I always find that interesting. Yeah, I, I will say like in the beginning, like Laura said, we were like pretty hodgepodge. So like our, our project planning was like, hey, we need like, a sofa you want to build one um that was our then, plan yeah that what was are you our doing plan? this weekend i don't know yeah. building a sofa awesome <laughs> me too nice <laughs> so um but yeah recently uh yeah laura is the planner and like the organizer and like the integrator of, of she's the brains of the operation essentially and i'm just <laughs> i'm just the hands so <laughs> but um but yeah i i think we've actually have weekly meetings now which is insane wow. um, meetings <laughs> yeah meetings. and um yeah basically it's just us going out to lunch pretty much and uh, <laughs> yeah. saying all right so what are we going to talk about today 
Go for lunch. Everything good? Good. Okay, yeah. let's eat. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason we chose Airtable, though, is because we saw that other people were using it mm-hmm. um, yeah. content or creation and organizing. So we figured, um, yeah. Yeah. And it's like really user friendly, too. Mm-hmm. I think from someone, like you said, um, you know, Laura was very paper heavy and I think she acclimated really well. Um, yeah. But for someone who is terrible with taking notes, it's easy for someone like me to be able to just kind of go in there and mess yeah. around with it too. So yeah, I, I I adore that you guys have a weekly meeting. It's the best, right? Because <laughs> again, I'm just I'm thinking back to the story of like the me deciding to join the podcast and like scheduling a phone call. Oh yeah, it's, it's like it's like scheduled thinking time. It's really important, yeah. and and you can compartmentalize it, and then it doesn't just consume your whole day. Yeah, Absolutely. you can just focus it in because I think too often with creative things it's so easy for it to just be consuming and then it just feels like this like um uncontrollable unmanageable thing that just like eats up every ounce of your being versus you can be like okay we're having a meeting we're going to talk about it at lunch yeah absolutely especially as a maker couple Mm -hmm. we found ourselves just talking about our projects all the time yeah (laughs) no it's 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 a super yeah it's a super interesting dynamic because like, again, I'm also a maker couple. And, and like when you have two really creative people, it really does just take over everything or like, or it'll be like, I thought we were doing this. No, we're doing this. Yeah. But we're going to take it in this direction and things like that. It just turns into this like ball of fire that is not necessarily like productive. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And if it gets too overwhelming, we have a tendency to try to avoid it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is completely healthy. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why- <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're really stoked because um, having started these conversations, these weekly meetings and uh, putting our project ideas on Airtable and getting it organized, we've started noticing a pattern actually Mm -hmm. in our making um, that we, you know, we tend to encounter a problem first, the problem that we want to solve. And then Mm -hmm. we brainstorm a solution to it. And then we, you know, figure out our budget and then we decide, you know, how to make that project and then move forward with it. So um, once we started noticing that, we thought, you know, maybe we can incorporate this into our videos. Uh, so oh, I, new ideas about how to frame the projects that we do and how we tackle it. I, um, I love that idea because people, le- people like a format mm-hmm. and they like to know what to expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of can envision, I kind of envision like, you know, showing like a, a wrecked something or other and go, we really need to organize this. And then just, you know, drawing out what you're going to do and then doing. Yeah, I like this idea. This is, wow, that's really structured. (laughs) So let me ask you a question then, because your videos are very freeform now, right? They're very Mm -hmm. like, we just dove in, here's the project, right? Does it intimidate you a little bit to go, okay, we're going to have to film a little differently. We're going to have to think about the projects as we're filming a little differently from how we've been thinking about them in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it actually um, is more like freeing in a sense because now we have like a plan of attack mm-hmm. prior to the making starts the making and the filming starts um i think before we just kind of went in there turned the camera on moved the camera around a couple of times and um yeah and then just went along with the making portion of it but um once you get into the editing portion then it's like you just it's have footage yeah you just have footage <laughs> everywhere so I, um yeah the reason I asked the reason I asked that is because I was having a discussion with somebody at work the other day about um because I have a split role at my company. I do the IT work and I'm also the graphic designer. I do product packaging and stuff. And I was having a conversation about what I do. 
And they're like, so do you love it when you just get like, go ahead and design this? I'm like, no, I hate it. And they're like, why do you hate it? I said, no, I like the structure. You know, we're doing, we're doing product packaging. We're repackaging one of our products and rebranding it for a major national retailer. And I had their style guide in my hand. It's 37 printed pages is their mm -hmm. style guide. Wow. And you have to adhere to it strictly or they'll just reject your package. Like they will, you just can't sell in their stores. Um, and cause you're using essentially when they contract you out, you're putting their brand on your product. So you have to do it exactly the way they want it done. And I was showing somebody picked it up off my desk and go, Oh wow, this is, this is a lot. It's a lot of structure. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Isn't it? Cause it's like, I don't have to figure out what they want. They're yeah. telling me, I want this color. I want the box to have this icon on it. They had it down to, you know, the quiet, they, you know, in, in UPC codes, they call it the quiet space, the white area around a UPC. But they had it down to like the quiet space around the logo. Like it can't be within a certain, a certain distance from the next element in your design. And it's like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and it's wonderful because when you look at your design, you're like, well, I can't do anything else with that because they pretty much told me where it goes. So, so therefore I am done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh, I guess that's, I guess that's because that's why, that's why when I thought about the structure of it, you know, some people are intimidated by structure, especially the more, you know, we, I don't like to use the word flighty that way, but it is kind of the flighty, creative, you know, moon pie, crunchy people. They tend to not really dig structure. And I was wondering where you guys fell on that. So that's cool that you're into it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, yeah. Laura kind of like brings me like in, in line with that. I think I was uh, the, one of the moon pie eaters where <laughs> I just kind of go all over the place. And um, yeah, definitely realize that it's not as um, you know, productive as we try to like uh, be a little bit more consistent with, um, with the things that we're making or the content that we're producing. Yeah. So. It makes it easier to efficiently film things too. So you're not just like sitting in front of seven hours of footage. Yeah. trying to make a 15 minute video out of it too yeah, yeah seriously <laughs> it, eventually they're going to be teaching layla to run the camera you know yeah. it's happening oh yeah man Come yeah on, layla. so i know it, it's been so long she still you know needs more training <laughs> <laughs> she's, okay, we, she's honestly the boss behind all of this she tells us what to do all day every day she's got a great life Really I, I love just watching her hop out the back of the van and just run around whatever beach you guys are at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sleeping yeah. in the sun and oh, that, yeah. that dog has the life the life mm -hmm. of life yeah every now and then we like to show her the sarah mclaughlin commercial just to let her know like <laughs> who's boss like, yeah yeah just to let her know she's got it good yeah you, you have such a good life Lamp. <laughs> one day sarah mclaughlin's gonna come over to pet her and she's gonna go <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> but she's she's awesome is it do you i mean i know you guys bill yourself as a trio are you surprised at how beloved Layla has become? Like, because you weren't always a trio. I mean, you, but you really embraced that Layla is part of the team. Like, are you surprised by how much she's loved? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that's the only reason that people even subscribe to us or you know, follow <laughs> us at all. Is because quite honest. <laughs> yeah, <No>. so we're <laughs> just... <laughs> we should really check out their Instagram because there's a lot of Layla content. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess we thought we were a duo when we started, but it very naturally became a trio um, because we realized we couldn't leave her out. Um, Layla had other plans. Yeah. 
And every time we had the camera out, she'd be like, what are you doing? I- I'm I'm supposed to be in the mainframe. Oh, no, no way. Does she actually run in front of the camera? Oh, oh all the time. Because yeah. I, I believe it. Like, I, I never have had a dog before my dog now. And I used to think it was so weird how people talked about them, like they had personalities, but they do. Oh, yeah. So I buy it. If she sees the camera out and she's like, okay, I'm going to jump in the frame, I believe it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So she also knows, like, when the camera is on, like, recording or not recording, too. So it's like, if it's just up there and it's off, she doesn't care anything about the world. As soon as you press record, she's like, oh, like, you needed, you needed this. I'm just going to sit on it. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if we're working on things on the floor, she'll come and just sit on top of our project. So oftentimes we have to shove her off. <laughs> but, but, but only if the camera's running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she's a she's a ham, not a dog. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Well, we have been, believe it or not, we're an hour and ten minutes in. I, I, I every week, I every week I sit here recording this, and every week I'm just stunned at how quickly the time goes. It's just like hanging yeah. with friends. Yeah. yeah you, especially, you especially, especially this week. Especially this week. <laughs> You guys are friends. Yeah. So somebody actually asked me, they said, who's your guest tonight? And I said, oh, we have a couple of our friends coming on. It's going to be a nice, light, easy episode. It's going to be great. So uh, (laughs) things worked out. (laughs) Oh, man. To be honest, we were a little nervous, but thanks so much for making this easy. Oh, we hope we hope so. It can be so awkward to know that your conversation is being recorded and stuff. So I hope that we... Oh yeah, make it absolutely. as comfy as possible. <laughs> we, we we did practice before we. Um, no, before you didn't practice. Come on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! They burst into laughter just so the viewers, uh, the, the the listeners, can understand. They both they both recoiled, physically recoiled at the thought of this. So what? So what happened? Let's talk about this. <laughs> oh, Hold on, let me get comfortable here. <laughs> Doctor Vincent on duty. <laughs> I'm just a nervous Nancy, and I I'm a I'm a planner, as we have mentioned. So I so went we, and pulled some of the most common questions that you guys have asked guests, and I, oh, I made I made Lewis practice. Yes, you did. Yeah. So by the way, we listened to almost all of your episodes. Like oh. re-listened to them just so we could get all the wait, questions. Wait, wait. Now I need to know what are our most common questions yeah really where's the we have to know this like i want to know what my crutches are yeah oh oh man oh man you're putting me on the spot i've got my notebook right here let me get my notes we can we can put you on the spot laura because we know you're prepared (laughs) oh man i'm sweating i'm sweating So we, we thought you might ask us, you know, how, how did you get started with making? We did. We did. Um, and what made you publish your first YouTube video? Oh, Jesus. I always ask that question because I like that question because I think it get like it really usually throws people off guard a little bit and they're like, oh, but clear, <laughs> clearly not. Okay. I, but I like it. Yeah, but it makes sense because you're, you know, you you want some background of how does first how these people yeah. came to be, what got them started on putting. Yeah, like, like why did you why did you send it out into the vacuous pit that is the internet? Like, what yeah. made you make that leap? Because that was the hardest video to publish. Yeah, it really is. I, and I'm sure every person who's done it, they, you know, they thought about that. They hovered over that button and really they, thought, do I want to do this? Yeah. We were like, oh, shoot. Like ours was at 2 a.m. And like we possibly had had wine. Oh, nice. 
Did you like <laughs> constantly refresh and refresh and you're like, oh, it went from one views, two views. Oh, I think that's just me watching it over. And, over. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you're like, then you're like, like, do I, do I like tell people I post to this or is it better if I just don't? Yeah. Oh, man. Let's let them yeah. find it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let the algorithm do its thing. Yeah. What other crutches do we have, Laura? Oh, man. Um, an upcoming project that you're excited about. That was... <laughs> All right, I quit. Laura and Lewis are going to be hosting Because We Make going forward. Um, Laura, I, I adore this about you. I this love is amazing. this. This is I'm amazing. I'm so embarrassed. No, no, no. no. Sincerely, sincerely, don't be because I am like a list person too and I like notice everything and I like jot it down and like I... Yeah. I get it. But you know what this says to me, though? This goes back to the structure thing, right? There is, as, as free-flowing as the conversations are on this podcast, there is a certain underlying structure to it. And I didn't realize how pronounced it was until Dr. Laura over here just started, like, post. But I love it. I love I love when people do this kind of stuff with us. That's why when reviews are really detailed and people pick out stuff that you yeah. don't notice, yeah. like, it may, all right, yeah, maybe I get a little self-conscious because I say it's funny about 53,000 times an episode and yeah. I know I do and I can't control it. So yeah, yeah this is, this is awesome. Actually. I just, in... I just try not to giggle because I hate when I giggle. No way. Uh, that's, that's, the the best part. Part. <laughs> that's the best part. I feel like I just nervous giggle my way through all the podcasts. We can literally just hear you and Vincent, Vincent say, that's funny. And you just giggle. That's good. We can make a filler episode tonight, Brooke, and then just like throw it into the feed and then call it the Laura and Lewis reprisal episode. It'll be great. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome. I won't. We won't. We won't make you go any further. Yeah, down we, we can. We can just. We can just nip it in the bud right there. You can calm down. But tell us your thing of the week. Yes. That wasn't. That was a really bad segue. That was so sudden. I'm sorry. All good. All good. Oh, we like. Oh, we like. We like sudden and abrupt. Well, I told. I told you. I'm very direct. I'm very direct. <laughs> So our thing of the week, um, I'll, I'll be able to show you physically, but for our listeners, it's a sling pouch for Layla. Ooh. So kind of slip no it over her head way. like this, and it's a pouch. She slips right inside. Her head sticks out here, and it's everywhere we go. Anytime we have this on, whether we're at the grocery store, just walking down the street, somebody will stop us and ask us about it. It's so the much best. So much to a point, we started carrying little um, little pieces of paper with the, the the name of the brand on it, and we would just hand it out to people because that's how often we were asked about it. Yeah. Wow! It's the best thing, Layla loves it. It allows her to go everywhere with us, and it's it's one of our favorite things. Yeah, for the listeners, it looks like one of those like newborn wraps, but for a dog. I think it's you have to put Layla in there. So it's um... amazing. Yeah, go get Layla. It's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, That's such a cool idea. Go. Do you think? Do you think they make one big enough for a maple? There's oh, the star. Yeah. They do make big ones for like dogs up to 30, 40 pounds, but uh... my dog is seventy five pounds. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of what kind of dog is Layla? Oh, oh um, we did oh, a DNA test. She's half a quarter terrier. An eighth retriever and an eighth mixed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. She's a biracial butterfly. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that is so cute. That is the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I feel like we're in the presence of true greatness now. <laughs> Queen, I'm gonna all hail Queen Layla. Yes. <laughs> I am like gonna try to burrito up maple after this podcast and like pretend that I could do that with her. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's so cute. That's a great thing of the week. And of course we we will have the link. Um, I'm assuming you got it on Amazon or yes, we'll send you a link. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we'll put the link in the show notes so everyone can, um, burrito up and papoose their own. Wait, dog. wait, do you guys pass out your Amazon affiliate link to people in the paper? Cause that's amazing. If you do, no, you should QR code on the, on the Amazon. Yeah. Put a QR code on that's an Amazon affiliate link. So when people stop you, they'll scan it and buy it. And you'll just, you'll be like, thank you. Oh, man. That's brilliant. (laughs) Got to get that kickback. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, put the QR code on the thing and just let them, hey, (laughs) just scan this. I'll take you right to it. You can buy it right now. But that, that, that feels less, like that feels more obvious. I feel like there's a beauty to the whole like, oh, I just jotted this, this link down. But it's like secretly an affiliate link and they don't know. (laughs) <laughs> brilliant go. where are you gonna do that next <laughs> yeah. this is why brooke this is why brooke of the two of us is why brooke has the business degree <laughs> 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 ms dino i do believe it is your turn for a thing well, of, the week of some variety my thing of the week this week is uh the slab sale that we have coming up on oh gosh let me get the dates right here coming up on june 3rd and 4th at the Makerspace, which is at 55A Main Street, Maynard, Massachusetts. And, oh gosh, should I say the times as well for our lovely listeners? If you live remotely in New England or the Boston area, you should totally come out because we have tons and tons and tons of domestic lumber. Uh, But furthermore, it's all uh, salvaged, like reclaimed stuff. So it's wood that was coming down um, either like just from storms or that needed to come down for tree work. not stuff that was harvested for the sake of lumber. Uh, so if that type of thing matters to you, we have a ton of selection of that. And um, I love that about it because it's something that otherwise was going to the chipper. And we have tons of slabs of like pin oak. We have um, sugar maple. We've got mulberry, which a lot of people haven't worked with before, but it is like a coppery orange color when it's finished. It's really beautiful. Got a little bit of cherry, walnut, um, yeah and and i mean you also showed something in your stories today that i happen to have one of yes okay so another thing too um we are going to be offering online well so so here's the thing the slab sale for like the big pieces of wood you kind of need to come to us to come get the big slabs so june 3rd and 4th come to the makerspace come get some slabs if you can we've got a ton of stuff i really detailed it on my story today on the instagram story today and i'm going to continue doing that as we approach it but for people that live a little further we have been working really hard on making laser cut blanks so um domestic reclaimed wood again that's been like saved from the chipper that we've prepped on our cnc router to be ready to be laser cut so we have quarter inch thick pieces and we have eighth inch thick pieces that are uniformly planed um solid wood solid hardwoods that you can use on your laser cutter and after the slab sale because we just have no idea how many people are going to come and how much like inventory we're going to have left those will be available and we can ship yes those. And they're really cool. They're really yeah. cool. It's a nice little cube of, I, I, if you're someone like me that makes small stuff, this is something you're definitely going to want to get your hands on. Small wooden jewelry. You can make it out of some reclaimed wood. There you go. There's your buzzwords. Use yeah. them. 
reclaimed salvaged wood and i i we've like i've been feeling like such an oaf over here having not really finished that many projects so far this year um and being really slow on getting the content out there but it's because we've been working really hard on prepping for um the laser cut blanks has been actually we put a lot of thought into that because shipping's crazy and just figuring out you know the logistics of it as well as getting all this lumber prepped and it's all lumber we milled ourselves too if people really follow along, like we have actually like lifted and like put our blood, sweat and tears into this stuff. So and there's a lot there. There's a lot of you. You guys have a lot of inventory for this sale. It's going to be a lot to pick from. You even have cookies, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we have some cookies. Yeah. Oak and mm, walnut cookies. Sweet. Yeah. Because Vincent is looking to make something and he is going to be buying the wood for what he's making. I was going to say, uh, are you coming, Vincent? Because I 100% am coming. Last time I checked, you don't live that far. Well, you kind of do, but. Yeah, I kind of do, but it's okay. <laughs> I'll still make the trip because it's you guys. Because you're the best. Uh, because it's because driving to Boston from New Jersey is not that big a deal. That's why. It's really it's, it's not. Really not. <laughs> it's you just have not. To bu- you just have to budget for the time and the traffic can be horrible. Yeah. It wasn't horrible last time, so that's all I'm going by. I'm going <laughs> to just assume it's never horrible because I went once and it was fine. So. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. So we will have, we, I don't know, what, we, do you have a page on makersworkshop.com? We Makers? don't have a page. We'll chat later about how to link it just so okay. everyone can get the information. But it's the 3rd and the 4th. Um, it's going to be Friday evening and then uh, Saturday afternoon through 5 p.m. Watch, watch Brooke's Instagram. You should be following her yeah. anyway, but watch Brooke and Michael's Instagram. There'll be more details there yeah. and, and we'll keep we'll, you posted. And we'll get some permanent posts out <laughs> as well with all that content. Yep. So that everyone knows where to be and when as we get closer. Awesome. You can just put today's in the, in the, in a highlight and then everyone yeah. will find it. Boom. Yeah, maybe. Hey, <laughs> that's Look one thing that. one could do. <laughs> there's, there's a thing we hadn't thunk of. <laughs> All right, cool. So yeah, the slab sale and you come out and see the host of Because We Make. We'll sign anything yeah. you bring. And I'm probably going to have fresh popped popcorn too, just because I love Sweet. to bribe people with food because we have a big movie theater popcorn machine. Nice. I just, like own that. And so I feel like I need to whip it out for this particular event. So yeah. Absolutely. And like I said, we will sign anything you bring to sign. <laughs> because yeah. Yeah, why not? Um, just bring your own silver Sharpies because that's gross. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what? my thing, my thing of the week, my thing of the week this week is something that if you're if you've been following my Instagram stories and my feed, you know exactly what my thing of the week is. But my thing of the week isn't really a thing of the week as much as it's a process, and that's etching metal with ferric chloride. And right now, I am obsessed with etching copper. Um, I yet again, I worked on something I hadn't done before this weekend. Um, previously, when I went to Ohio in January, I learned how to do it with press and peel paper, which is basically you put it through the laser printer, it puts toner on the page, then you put the toner on the metal and the heat transfers the toner on. That makes the resist. You drop it in the acid, boom, you get the whole thing done. It, it's an amazing process. It doesn't look like it should work. It works great. <laughs> so I've heard from numerous sources that you can get a similar result using permanent vinyl. So either Cricut Premium Permanent Vinyl or like Oracal 651, both of which are good premium vinyls that you can use. So I was like, all right, well, let's let's see what happens. So I made it, I took a design, an Autobot logo for the nerds in the group. And I took that logo and put it in the Cricut software, cut it on vinyl, 
put the vinyl on copper, dropped the copper in the ferric chloride for 10 minutes, pulled it, agitated it after I learned after I screwed up the first one, <laughs> agitated it. So I told it my life story and it was very upset and it got all the bubbles <laughs> out. And the next thing I knew, I had a, a perfect etch, like a perfect, perfect etch. So this it's an amazing technique and I'm just my my head is spinning at the potential for what it can do and yeah. now i'm actually thinking of making some challenge coins some brass and copper challenge coins and etching them because i've always tried to figure out how i would carve a challenge coin but i could etch a challenge coin yeah. why the hell not i love excuse me i love using digital tools in conjunction with other yes. processes that's my favorite. yes that's me my too favorite. i i don't have the ability to draw and carve and so I'm not a, I'm not a sculptor. No. I don't draw well enough to make but I'm really good with digital. Like yeah. I'm really really good with it and I can get anything I want out of digital and the idea of being able to do something digitally and have that design transferred makes me so happy. And the results have been so good and of course Emily Joyce is a freaking rock star because I had I showed her a picture and she pointed out two imperfections in it and said see what see these all you have to do is shake it while it's in the ferric chloride. Just keep it moving a little bit. It'll get rid of the bubbles. And I'm like, oh, I just thought the vinyl didn't stick down. She goes, no, those are air bubbles. Trust me. So <laughs> the second one, which I did this morning, all this morning. So basically from 8 o'clock to 9.30, I did this one piece. And so an hour and a half, I did the whole thing over. It took me hours yesterday. I did it over in an hour and a half today. And she was right, because as soon as I agitated it, the etch was absolutely perfect. This is a process Everyone has seen or wanted to do and should try once because it's not complicated. It's really not. It's just a matter of just doing the thing. And if you're making woodworking projects and you can make your own brass name badges for them or logo badges or just something that gives you a little bit of a high-end edge, oh, man, ah, that's, that's beautiful. And I'm, that's the next thing I'm going to start working on is making some nameplates. Um, figuring out a good way to cut them. Oh, also, the Harbor Freight 1x30 belt sander is damn good at grinding copper. Like, damn good. And I never would have thought that in a million years, but I figured I had it, I'd try it. I had a belt grinder, um, a really nice one, in my from Buck Tools, in my, um, in my shopping cart on Amazon. I'm like, I'm going to try the 1x30 first. The 1x30 worked great so if you're trying to get into copper jewelry making and you need a grinder that will work as a grinder it's just loud but that's it <laughs> it's been a fun couple of days of learning new stuff tomorrow i'm trying brass oh i'm curious to see how it goes me too and i actually got a recommendation on what to use to um antique the brass so i'm i ordered some of that i should have some of that tomorrow too it's just i'm just i'm back baby i'm <laughs> back i am back as back can be you know who else is back <laughs> what a segue <laughs> who else is back the list of people that support this show financially they, and they that just list come back includes. every week they do i don't know why we keep trying to get rid of them but they keep coming back <laughs> people like leanne and nick from hemlock and hyde dave from atomic airship works emily joyce the one and only ed from ed's clocks and more rory from rll woodworks and diy chris of full steam designs jeff stein aka a weird guy debbie haddock jerry hyduke joey from jh custom woodcraft Dean DePlantis, Jacob Angiano of Maker Cuisine, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad at Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander of Clamp, who the boys over at Clamp celebrated their 100th show. That's and a they big announced, deal. And congratulations, guys. And they announced their, um, their new challenge, um, which you'll have to, this week's episode was their latest challenge. So go over there and check that out and uh, 
Get yourself in on their challenge because they got some cool prizes, including one from former co-host of this podcast, Mr. Ethan Carter. Woo-hoo! And you're going to want his leather exactos. They're freaking awesome. Um, Tony Langer of Langer Works, Jacob of Other Dog Designs, Jake from Make with Jake, Big Al Schultz, my buddy from New York Woodworks, who basically made me cry like a little girl with his um, May from Makers post this week. Jesus Christ, Al. Um, Justin Ofler, Bear Maked, Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and the aforementioned Clamp Podcast. Kim and Garrett, whose shirt I am not wearing tonight. Sorry, guys. Um, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth of the Proper Tools Podcast, Chris Raley of Route 9 Signs, Henry Davis of HT1 Metalworks, and, of course, Austin Saunders of the high caliber craftsman these people support the show financially every week and have been there most of them since we started doing listener support and we really really appreciate that but if you can't support the show financially you can leave a review you can share the show you can turn someone new onto it because listeners are how we keep this show going just as much as money and we need both so we get the money now we need the listeners as much as you can bring us we always appreciate and before i forget and this is actually really important um, as this is released on Wednesday, like always, the king and queen of consistency, we like to call ourselves, we don't like to call ourselves that. <laughs> we've never, we've never <laughs> once called ourselves we've that. literally <laughs> never used that phrase. Anyway, um, as this episode <laughs> drops, um, I want you to go over and check, check out Ashley Stilson's channel, um, Chipped Builds. She has a podcast that she puts up on YouTube called Forging Friends, and I was invited to be on. So, I am recording with her on Tuesday, and which is yesterday, as you hear this. So go over to her YouTube channel today. I'll have the links in the show notes so that you can hear me babble on and on with my good friend, Ashley Stilson. So definitely going to want to check that out. We also appreciate our wonderful guests this week, because seriously, you guys, as far as people that have listened to this podcast that I know listen, that were actively engaged in listening to this podcast... I'm pretty sure you you two are probably some of the first listeners to this podcast. You were in there early. I mean, maybe not before Ethan, but I feel like once Ethan came on board, that's when I heard your names. And it was like, because I think you guys were already following Ethan, and that's how I found you guys, um, yeah. which is pretty much the story of how most of the people I met through this podcast came to be. You know, Ethan came on board, and all of a sudden I knew people. <laughs> Ethan is the great connector to all people, but um, <laughs> it, it, it's been absolutely wonderful being friends with you guys and talking to you all this time. And we really do appreciate how loyal you are to the show, and we do love your channel, which is why we had you yeah. on tonight. I on love this your special guys. occasion. Yeah, we, we love your guys's content. It's great. Yes. Oh, thanks Thank so, you so much. much you guys. Love you guys too. And honestly, with with the caliber of makers that you guys interview, I mean, we're like. We love listening every week and just listening to the creativity and the thought process, the thought processes behind some of our favorite makers. So to be sitting here talking to you guys feels kind of wacky. No, it's not. It's not wacky at all because you guys are phenomenal makers in your own right. Like that, like, yeah, you don't need to downplay yourself because you guys make some really awesome stuff that I, I would be intimidated to, to, to give a try myself, you know? Like I said, I didn't make a grinder. (laughs) (laughs) but you guys did you diy'd that (laughs) oh man we we really appreciate you guys being on and giving us so much of your time tonight we know it's early for you west coast well half of you that for those of you that don't know they are not in the same room in case you missed that earlier they're not in the same room right now and even though they are one country apart 
Their love is separated, <laughs> but their love of Because We Make is not. They are still here. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling all the warm, fuzzy feelings. That was, that was beautiful. You know, every once in a while, a moment happens on this show. And, uh, and this, is, this is that moment. So. This is that moment. Let's so, let it linger for a moment. So get in. Okay, good. I should, I should actually, Lewis, I was like, oh, no, Brooke's going to start giggling again. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And, of course, we will be back again next week. And we'll see you, talk to you, and you guys can listen then. And Brooke will greet you because that's what she does now. Yeah, it's my new thing. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.